0: Listen, you may be a submission machine, but where's your personality? Where's your charisma? How are you gonna become a star in the WWE, huh? Well, do you you know what I was thinking I was gonna do? Is I was gonna go on a reality TV show, get a faux hawk, and then come out here and act like an idiot. That's how I, oh wait, no, no, no. Sorry, that's already been done.
1: Welcome to the first episode of Half K NXT. Uh. This is uh, Notorious Nando. I figured that, you know, we, this, we're pretty much half K ing everything. We can tell him our real name, but we can also come up with like a nickname, too. What do you think, man? Oh, that's
0: perfect because, you know, that is something that I did have in here. So if we're going to go with that, I'm going to uh, go ahead and hit you with my real name, Larry, aka Hacksaw Slim Thuggin.
1: There you go. See? That's that, where we're going. That's how we're going to do this, uh, you know. Basically, what we're going to do is, uh, you know, chronologically go into uh, every episode of NXT. So, um, yeah, uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Thanks for checking out checking us out on our first uh, pilot episode. Uh, why we're doing this? Hey, it's NXT. Uh, what, what else can I say? You know.
0: You know what? That's a good point because it's like it, going back and thinking about what it started as and where it became. It was just like a really good thing. So we figured it's a good idea to just take everybody on a journey.
1: Yeah, like um pretty much like when you when you think about it, it's always known as it's the third brand within like the WWE universe, so to speak, like with Raw and SmackDown. But uh I mean it's literally the only thing I've been following the last few years and uh I figured like I can't really do anything else. I can't really do a review on Raw and SmackDown other than like the highlights that I watch, but I pretty much watch NXT like weekly, you know? Same, yeah, like um it's like easier to watch. It's just easier to digest.
0: It's a nice compact hour filled with everything that you need it, you know? So it's, it's a lot easier to follow as opposed to sitting there for three hours or two hours. And then that extra hour after the two hours and all those extra hours between <laughs> the hours.
1: For real. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, yeah, I think hopefully I don't curse it. Hopefully we don't curse it by now. I'm saying that I hope it stays the hour, but you know, we'll, uh, we'll keep our, our prayers in there that it will stay in the hour format that it is fingers and toes crossed <laughs> so i guess you know we're gonna dive into like the first episode and uh, the very first episode is definitely not where um we are now it definitely started off in like wackier and different formats before um i guess i'll, I'll give you a brief history like so in a weird way, NXT is like a mashup of uh, FCW and the WWE's version of ECW. Because uh, I guess uh, the plan was for NXT is to be like this developmental now. I mean, nowadays, it's more of like an actual third brand. Mm-hmm. But uh, but back then, uh, when uh, it was still in Florida, FCW would like run their... They would record everything and it would only be in the the Florida area where they would like air it on like a sports network. And uh, at the same time, ECW was still going on where after they kind of like did that format and then started turning that into third brand, but bringing up some of those guys from FCW.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that was like a lot of like that was the first time you've seen a lot of those guys like. Who's somebody I remember from like that incarnation of ECW? It was that guy's name? Kevin Thorne. Oh, yeah, yeah Like yeah. he was there. It's like, who the heck is this guy? But he's not on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. What? So it was it was really different. And then um yeah, NXT, it just started off different. I think of it as like that ECW mixed with Tough Enough. Mm-hmm mixed with like you know just FCW cuz i think some of the guys from what the first season of NXT were straight out of FCW oh yeah
1: for sure like they definitely uh and then even like some bigger names now like originally were in FCW like Sheamus and uh and Kofi Kingston and then they went over to the ECW but then a lot of the guys who were still in FCW before or after uh the ECW run kind of faded then they were brought up to like this uh, NXT format uh the season format that Mm, they they started off with um well yeah let's uh let's get to it let's uh break down some of the facts of uh the very first episode of nxt it happened on uh, february 23rd uh 2010 came from the bradley center in milwaukee wisconsin uh first time commentators were josh matthews and michael cole and the ring announcer was savannah um I don't know when I'm gonna be able to talk about Savannah again. I, I figured like we highlight some some of the folks that like we'll give some shout outs throughout like the the podcast series as we go along. But uh yeah, how much do you know about Savannah?
0: I'm not gonna lie to you, I don't know anything about Savannah. <laughs> when uh when I watched the episode I was just thinking to myself, Who are you? <laughs> what is this time period? Why is what is going on? So it was really interesting to go back because I for sure didn't watch this the first time around. Oh, OK. Like, gotcha. When I think back of this time in 2010, the only thing that I remember doing was trying to grow a beard <laughs> for the first time and getting tattoos. This is like when I really started to get more tattoos. So that's 2010 in a nutshell, for sure. I was still watching like Raw and Smackdown. Yeah, but yeah. It, I really wasn't watching that. Uh, that ECW.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I was... I followed the ECW one for a bit, but then uh, yeah, it definitely, like, once it started falling off, like, I, I only remember watching some of the matches with Christian and Zack Ryder when when Ryder was actually getting his first like solo run after the the major butters.
0: Mm, to So what when he was uh Long Island Ice Z? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, That's yes. literally where uh, the gimmick came from.
1: Was from that ECW. Uh, oh, band. nice. Was that was that one pant leg, Zack Ryder? It was. One oh, pant leg. okay. <laughs> yeah. You definitely. I mean, you stood out, right?
0: I guess. <laughs> you know, if we could get Zack Ryder in his current form. With the beard and the muscles, oh, yeah. with the one pant leg, it's he would get a main event push. That's
1: it. I, I, I buy it. <laughs> he's, he's buy into it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so uh, I, I guess we'll do this from week to week. But uh, Savannah, her real name is uh, Angela Fang. Uh, she actually started out back in 20, uh, 2008 in uh, OVW. Um Back then, uh, they didn't really have, like, a women's or divas title in, in uh, OVW and FCW. So once she uh, moved over to FCW, they had, like, this uh, queen of FCW kind of thing. I think it was, like, with a crown as opposed to, like, a title. Mm, and I remember so, that. Yeah. So this was, yeah, way before. I mean, after a while, FCW did introduce, like, their divas championship. But uh, this was before that. So I guess that was, like, her biggest highlight. Uh, wrestling-wise is that she became like the queen of a CW title thing. Whatever. Oh, there we go. What there do you, you, know. what are you call it? Queen Savannah? Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, and then, yeah, like, uh, she was originally a backstage interviewer on the WWE's version of ECW and then uh, eventually then became the ring announcer. So, she will now go down in history as being the first ever ring announcer for NXT. So, um Just remember that next time you do like a trivia night with either WWE or NXT.
0: Well, you're here. You're the first ever FCW Queen of the Ring. How do you feel?
1: I am so excited.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm actually glad that you're excited. You deserved it. You earned it. This is your moment. Enjoy it. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the first ever FCW Queen of the Ring, Miss Angela Bong.
1: All right, man. Let's uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's get into the episode. Uh, what did you think about um, this intro? Like, they pretty much kind of give you a recap of like the rookies and the pros at the same time. Skip Sheffield and uh, William Regal. Then, then we had uh, Darren Young and CM Punk, and then uh, Justin Gabriel, Matt Hardy, and then Wade Barrett, Chris Jericho, and David Otunga and r Truth. Daniel Bryan and the Miz, Michael Tarver and Carlito, and then Keith Slater and Kristen. Um, I never understood why they didn't have like um, team names, I guess. I don't know how to say it. What uh what would you what would you name like all these pro and uh, rookie teams if they actually had like a team name? I got some I got them. A team name for each one <laughs> um,
0: so I'm gonna start with uh, Miz and Daniel Bryan all right I think I took the easy way out here and just called them Miz oh okay um, <laughs> and, you know it just I was just sitting in the car and it just rolled and I said that's good we'll roll with that yeah, uh, yeah. I pulled a similar thing with Carlito and Michael Tarver, I just went with Tarlito. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> uh, here's my favorite, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, for Christian and Heath Slater, I just went with Christian Slater. Ah, uh,
1: <laughs> did, Tar- you know, did you know that's what he actually based his, uh, his Jason uh, or uh, his Christian Cage uh, name off of? He actually used it from... Uh, Oh, what is that from? Um, Nick Cage and
0: uh, and, uh yeah, uh, what was later. that movie? That was that was that was a face off. It was a uh, oh man, it's gonna hit me later.
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, funny that you thought about because yeah, that's where he actually took the name from from uh, Christian Slater. Oh, that's
0: great. I love it, <laughs> man. And then a uh, good old. Skip Sheffield and William Regal I went with the real men's men. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, let's see Darren Young, CM Punk I went with the uh Straight Edge players. <laughs> uh, R Truth and David Otunga I went with Law and Order.
1: Ooh. Oh, damn, that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I that was actually like like for the team I probably liked the least. It's a really good name. Um for Jericho and Barrett, I went with Bad News Lions, <laughs> and then for Matt Hardy and Justin Gabriel, I went with uh, V One Four Hundred and Fifty. Ooh, I like those.
1: Yeah, man. Like, I think it's interesting knowing um, how they had this dynamic with. So, I guess a couple of back backstory of of like what the season formatting was originally for ECW or not ECW NXT. Is, um, they teamed up the, uh, the guys from FCW, uh, teamed them up with a current wrestler on the roster and made them, uh, pros. And then the guys were rookies, even though, you know, these guys aren't technically rookies since they've been like wrestling for so many years now, Mm -hmm. either in OVW or FCW. And then they, uh, paired them and, uh, together they, are in like this competition to see like who is gonna like get their dream. Um, I'll go more into that later on, but uh, but yeah, I found it kind of interesting like how they kind of put these two together. Did you know originally? So I was watching the last ECW episode before this, and uh, they were kind of like before every commercial break, they were kind of like letting you know that uh, NXT was going to premiere next week. And uh, yeah, the original team was actually Skip Skip Sheff, Sheffield and uh, MVP actually. So that was the original team, and then uh, then they switched it to William Regal. Um, I, I guess they only did it just because like to kind of mix it up, kind of like how Darren Young and CM Punk are kind of like a weird like team. Literally the weirdest,
0: the weirdest team I could think of. Yeah, like this yeah, whole yeah. thing where I was just looking at the intro and they just showing everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking that's probably why. Maybe because they saw, like, uh, MVP similar to maybe, like, r True or something. And then, mm, yeah, yeah, that, I can see that. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, they just switched them out with William Regal. I was trying to look up if there was anything else to it. But, uh, yeah, that, that was pretty much it. That they just kind of swapped them out last minute. We are one week away from the premiere
0: of- and one pro that will be mentoring one rookie is mvp mvp will be mentoring skip sheffield an old-fashioned texas boy who has been called a awesome inside the ring who loves to entertain with an outgoing presence
1: i kind of dove into like some history too and uh i was looking at some of the best fcw names for the for the rookies uh would you like to hear them yes <laughs> yes i would <laughs> All right, so uh, Skip, obviously, we kind of know. He actually went and uh, was actually going by Ryback back in uh, FCW. So um, he kind of went from Ryback then to Skip, and then eventually in the future, of course, he went back to Ryback.
0: Who (laughs) thought
1: Skip Sheffield was better than Ryback? (laughs) You know what?
0: No. (laughs) Skip Sheffield. That is not even, like, an intercontinental champion name. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean... I, I definitely think that uh, they were just trying to kind of do that jobberish name. So then, like, that way, like, since they were rookies, uh, my guess is Ryback was probably too big of a name.
0: Yeah, it so, might be a little too cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess they just wanted to go with the whole first
1: name, last name. Yeah, thing. yeah. I think, yeah, based on like, the, the the name formatting, it does seem like they were just trying to give everyone just like a, a plain name at this point. Ugh, <laughs> gross. Um, so Darren Young was actually. Just going by Darren Young, but um, he was actually with uh, Percy Watson as the South Beach Party Boys, Ooh-hoo. which uh, we'll get into Percy Watson later on in the in the podcast. But uh, but yeah, they they were uh, I didn't even know that they were a tag team back in the day. But
0: yeah, you know, like sometimes you go in those rabbit holes and just looking stuff up, and you just see a whole bunch of wrestlers that used to tag team, and you just think, man, I would have never thought that job would have shared the ring, yeah, yeah, in this capacity. <laughs> Ever.
1: Exactly. Uh, then our boy, uh, Justin Gabriel, was actually just known as uh, Justin Angel, which uh, I think he won the FCW title with that name. So, uh, nice. Was, you know, it worked out for him. Then we have uh, Wade Barrett. He was known as Lawrence Knight. What, uh, I, what do you think about that one? That uh, fun.
0: it's... It's too... 90s <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's actually that's a pretty good assessment right there it's little it's too dated it's either like too
1: 90s or too indie it sounds like an early wcw name when you think about it
0: definitely <laughs> like Rising. <terrorizing. laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and then what
1: was it sexton hardcastle yeah Ugh. Uh, then we have uh david otunga he was known as dawson alexander that one was that one, like Dawson's Creek? Like uh Angela, No, that's uh Dawkins, right? Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah yeah, all right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Dawson's Creek is is uh yeah. Uh Daniel Bryan was still actually Daniel Bryan wasn't in FCW, but when uh, when originally trying to come up with the Daniel Bryan name, uh William Regal had suggested Buddy Peacock as one of the possible names he would go on to um uh, NXT, with. but um, good thing they kind of compromised and came to uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, we're not having no yes movements with Buddy Peacock. Yeah. None <laughs> of that. Then, <laughs> then we have uh, Michael Tarver. He was known as Tyrone Jones. Yeah, not too bad. Nah, that sounds way too...
0: Uh, what is the word that I'm looking for? Like It's like, it's like a black exploitation movie. All right. Yeah, we're going to bring in Tyrone <laughs> Jones. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was a stretch. Michael Tarver sounds like. It does sound tougher. Yeah. I, I will give it that. Uh, and then finally, my the last but not least, this is definitely my favorite one. Uh, Heath Slater was known as Sebastian Slater. <laughs> <laughs> you got to, I think, I think he should have kept that one.
0: The name Sebastian is completely <laughs> underrated. Like we need way more Sebastians in the
1: world. I uh yeah, I was very disappointed knowing that he was uh he didn't roll with with that name. You know what? Maybe they thought that he was gonna be too over, cause then it's like
0: when you see a dude named Sebastian losing in a fight, what do you wanna say?
1: kick his ass, Seabass. That's true. That's, like, if the whole crowd would, like, shout that when he's getting beat up, he'd get way too over, yeah, way too fast. I I think you're right. I think that's probably why. And I guess it's just, like – I mean, nowadays, WWE definitely just cuts everyone's name to, like, a one name. But uh, just Sebastian just wouldn't sound right, I guess. I, so, I think yeah, not right. for a redhead dude like him. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't look right. All right. So let's uh, – Let's get to the first thing. Um, yeah, we kick off with like a backstage promo. Uh, and it's pretty much just showcasing all the gentlemen that we just talked about. And then uh, it's kind of interesting seeing all these. Uh, they Even though they had these simple names, they definitely had a different. They all had a unique and different look to kind of stand out as just like generic gimmicks. I mean, you saw uh, Michael Tarver as like the boxer kind of gimmick. Mm-hmm. Then you saw Skip as like this cowboy gimmick. And then, uh, when you saw David Otunga, I just thought of, uh, one of Jesse Smollett's attackers. <laughs> he, was, Ooh, <laughs> he was just nice. like hooded up and just like, uh, big buff dude, just like. You know, I was like... You know, he looked like <laughs> lost security to me. Oh, yeah?
0: <laughs> like, it was really only supposed to be seven of them, but he was in the camera shot, so they decided to make it an eight-man competition from there. Oh, it's yeah. like,
1: wait, no, why do you look like that? He's just, like, sneaking in at the last minute. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then he, like,
0: he wrestles, like, basically naked. It's like,
1: <laughs> where's the happy medium? Yeah, that's true. Um, and then, yeah, The Miz uh, just kind of shows up and then kind of does an introduction i guess um and then uh he kind of tells everyone that daniel bryan is his uh his rookie and kind of t- talks about his indie background and uh kind of tells him to go out there and cut a promo and to come up with like a catchy catchphrase at that point Oh man you know like
0: knowing what i know now going back and watching that Everything I know about like the Miz now and I really think that he's incredibly underappreciated for like his verbal contributions. Oh yeah. But he was like really just starting to rise up and be like, you know what? He is that guy when he speaks. And yeah, yeah. to like see the beginning of the rivalry we didn't know that we needed start just kind of right there. It was like kinda epic. It was yeah, like, yeah, whoa.
1: Man. I definitely yeah, when I was watching the original um not original, but like the, uh, the WWE's version of ECW. Um, they definitely let these like younger guys kind of like stand out and have like promo time. And, uh, they had teamed up, uh, Miz and Morrison at that time. Oh, is that where that team started? Yeah. That's where they started. Oh, I like them on like raw. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever they went after that. I liked them together. Yeah. Like I think it was cool because it definitely let them kind of, uh, prove themselves and kind of get that, that TV time to kind of learn and, you know, just like learn from either mike skills or wrestling and uh, you know the opportunities that they wouldn't have gotten on raw and smackdown mm-hmm. at the time and then yeah definitely like i i knew that the miz definitely had the mike skills from those two back then and then morrison was more of the uh the workhorse and the the high flyer and all that stuff oh that Def- morrison was the wrestler of that team
0: yeah and then like the miz was the mouthpiece like if i could think of another tag team that was kind of similar. I can't at the time. Oh, you know what they were? They were uh New Age Outlaws all over. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miz was Road Dog, and then um, John Morrison was badass Billy Gunn. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, Nobody ever saw a Road Dog match and said, "You know what? I love that match." <laughs> <laughs> no offense to Mister
1: James, but come on, man. Let's yeah. I I think for. Uh, for their time together, like, they, they definitely stood out. Uh, Yeah, I'm kind of blanking out on, like, what they actually did or how they actually broke up. But uh, for their time, Miz and Morrison were definitely, like, a good team. And going back to this, like, yeah, like, at this point, like, you can really see Miz's, like, uh, has definitely improved on, like, the mic skill level just to... He could have honestly just been, like, the host, even though um, later on we see that they introduced uh, Matt Stryker as the host, like, easily the Miz could have been the host of, like, the NXT show pretty much. This is true. Like that could have easily
0: been his like transition into not, you know, non active competition.
1: Yeah. All right. So then, uh, at that point, then yeah, we get, uh, we throw it to Michael Cole and Josh Matthews, who are the first, uh, announced, uh, broadcast team for NXT. Uh, Josh Matthews was actually on ECW with Byron Saxton, I think. Um, so he's the one who kind of crossed over. To kind of take over uh, the same time slot for NXT, and then they brought in Michael Cole as as the other announcer. Byron Saxton was doing
0: commentary for
1: ECW. Yeah, like uh, he's I, been doing commentary that long. Well, I think without you know, I mean, we're going to spoil it eventually, but once we get to his season, I feel I think that what they did is they ended up uh, making him. He was original wrestler, of course, in FCW, mm-hmm. but then. Uh, I think they moved him up to do commentary on ECW, and then later on, then they brought him back as a wrestler for a future season. Mm-hmm. Okay, course. all right, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, all yeah, right. yeah, yeah,
0: So I thought the first time, or I thought like you know he was just doing commentary and he wrestled before. That. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. He had just been like that, commentary for that, ten years. That's what threw
1: me off. Like when I was watching that last episode of uh, ECW, I was like, oh, he was already announcing. I thought he only did that like later on in his uh, in his career. We get set to
0: embark on the next evolution of WWE programming. We welcome you to the last episode ever of ECW. Hello everyone, Josh Matthews alongside Byron Saxon Byron, this is it, the final episode ever of ECW, two huge championship matches. But everyone, the WWE Universe, HollywoodVariety.com is talking about next week, the premiere episode of NXT. with a brand new hybrid, live event type reality show tonight. exclusively right here on ECW. We're going to get a chance to beat the cast of NXT. Hey man, shout out to Byron Saxton for... Lasting as long as he did. Oh, yeah.
1: I just, I'm not even gonna lie. I never even really liked Byron Sacks, but (laughs) I respect his hustle, man. Yeah. He definitely contributes a lot, and I'm pretty sure like he's had to do something good to, yeah, be there that long. So So then uh, the Miz comes out after uh, Daniel Bryan was uh, kind of explaining his 10 year veteran status at this point, even though he was so called a rookie. And then uh, the Miz comes out and interrupts him and says, uh, you know, that he kind of failed his uh, the test that he was trying to set him up for. Um, I feel like they are definitely capitalizing on this story between Miz and Daniel Bryan right off the bat. But at the same time, like, I putting myself in the eyes of a casual fan, um, I felt like they really emphasized, like, what the show was about during these first, like, five, ten minutes. So, like, if I'm a casual fan, like, I... Wouldn't know, like, this is a competition show, you know what I mean?
0: No, yeah, definitely. no I definitely see what you're saying. Um, for me, it was weird because it's like it, yeah, it kind of failed to establish it, like, for the casual fan. But then, like, at the time, I think of was like 23 year old self, oh, God. yeah, <laughs> uh, 23 year old self at the time, like, thinking of indie wrestlers and then like thinking of The Miz. I'm looking at it like. You're not a pro compared to oh, yeah. Ryan Danielson. Yeah, yeah. But now, knowing what I know in retrospect, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. No offense to indie wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you could, you could play pickup games at the park forever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. until yeah. you get to the NBA, you're not really a pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, yeah, Daniel Bryan's been, you know, dogging people in the indie scene. Yeah. He's still a pro. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, because you now I know he wrestled in Japan and all that, but it's like, the be all end all is like the WWE and it's supposed to be like, you know, the big national brand. Like that's where you want to be. And that's where you cement like your like professional hood, I guess. Like he's been a professional wrestler, but you're not a sports entertainer
1: exactly. until you get yeah, to the yeah.
0: WWE. So it was, like, Oh man, now I get it.
1: Yeah. No, I definitely like that. Like they were definitely like making this the vocal storyline throughout the whole season. And they've definitely done a great job within this, uh, this first segment, just kind of like doing that and, uh, Really getting you emotionally attached to to Daniel Bryan as like the underdog like right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like Daniel Bryan really,
0: I think, benefited from that because with how easy it is to hate the Miz, you could have put him against any one of those guys and you would have just been like, oh, man, I can't wait to see you beat up the Miz. So it's like it just so happened to work out really well because Daniel Bryan's smaller than him, too. And he's like the indie darling. So it was like, Oh, okay. That's perfect. Cause the Miz represents the exact opposite right. of what he represents. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and then, yeah, that's, uh, pretty much it. And then from there, um uh, the Miz just, uh, slaps him pretty much after like, uh, failing his, his test. And then, uh, he kind of just walks out and then just, um, throws back to, uh, Josh and Michael Cole. And then we, we go to our first commercial break. Um, after that, we come back and then we have a, uh, they kind of recap everything all over again, but then they do a throw to the backstage promo with Daniel Bryan and Matt Stryker. Mm-hmm. Uh, from here, Matt Stryker, I don't know. He kind of, I don't know if he was like told this or if he was just like kind of shooting for himself, but he, he kind of called out Daniel Bryan when, uh, Daniel Bryan was insulting the Miz and he was saying like, Daniel Bryan hasn't even been in the WWE for a minute. And, uh, Daniel Bryan says that, like, he's been doing this twice as, like, wrestling twice as long as the Miz. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was an interesting promo, but, like, um, what do you think about, like, Mike, uh, not Mike, uh Matt Stryker? Uh, do you think he's, it's more of just, like, him being told what to say, or, like, he kind of was, like, just doing his own thing? I think, uh, I think he was told to say it because, like you said, um,
0: you know, like they really kind of built the vocal storyline around yeah. like the, the Miz and, and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. So it was like, all right, I guess you put Stryker in there to kind of generate some more heat yeah, yeah. towards the Miz and then like, you know, kind of get a little bit more like sympathetic towards like Daniel Bryan and whatnot. It's like, oh man,
1: you're know, like, you're finally getting your chance and yeah. everybody's trying to step on you. Man, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a guy. Matt Striker definitely doesn't get as much props as uh as other people should I think. He um yeah, he was also an announcer on ECW when they kind of just like let him do his own thing. I can't remember if he ended up going to Raw or smacked them the new commentary. I think it may have been Raw because at that point I just remember King kind of like bashing on him like once he was on Raw because he was more of a uh he was more like Joey Styles where he was just like actually calling the moves and saying all the technical names for the moves, as opposed to, like, uh, Michael Cole and the king who would just kind of, like... Everything's oh, a hurricane run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or No, that was JR. who yeah. <laughs> oh, no, they kind of run. <laughs> or uh, what a big move, or, like, oh, you know, just kind of calling out just the average name of it as opposed, to like, to the technical name.
0: Yeah, 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 Like, you know, like, you're not going to get into the Japanese arm drags and of yeah. that, that stuff with
1: Michael Cole's like, You're going to get a <laughs> and yeah all right um and then after that we go to the first matchup um it's uh Carlito and Michael Tarver versus Christian and Heath Slater uh before the match they kind of go over like the video packages uh, i believe there's like three of them throughout the night i think it's Tarver Slater and then uh David Otunga um so then kind of go into uh Michael Tarver's video package first and i had totally forgotten about this uh, 1.9 seconds gimmick, I guess. Um, Tarver in the video package explains that his dad used to be sparring partners with Mike Tyson, and then they kind of show a lot of. Uh, I, I mean, not only for him, but throughout the other three video packages, they kind of show a lot of FCW footage from uh, from their day. Obviously, they don't say mm-hmm. their names, but uh, yeah, they kind of just play that back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. What did you th- What did you think of uh, his promo skills during like this video package?
0: hated it. Um, well, not in it, <laughs> but it was like I guess, but you know, I understand what they were trying to do, yeah, but like, what are you saying to me that this guy's father, yeah, 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 used to train with Mike Tyson, yeah, so therefore he used to get beat up all the time, yeah, yeah, so are you telling me that his father then went home and beat him up? <laughs> Oh yeah, I didn't really think about it that way. <laughs> like, what are you saying to me right now? Because like I'm not believing that this dude sparred with Mike Tyson and was like in there giving him a run for his money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, you don't, you didn't do that to Mike Tyson back day. You walked up and you got hit and you got hurt and you didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, I don't know. Like I think it's just like these. I'm never a fan of the boxer oh, yeah, yeah. wrestler. Like it just, it it doesn't click in my head. I'm like, well, you
1: know. How many have we have? We've had like Mark Mark Mero and uh, 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 marvelous Mark Merrow, Elijah Burke, Michael Tarver. I think you're right. I think that as far as like actual just like gimmicks, like not like actual boxers like Butterbean, yeah, Jimmy, yeah, 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 and um, Mayweather, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right. But yeah, I think you're right. Where like that gimmick is never gonna be like a main event or gimmick you know what i mean it's yeah like, it's
0: like ah uh, man it's like it just doesn't translate because it doesn't kind of like click in my head it's like all right like you already you're not supposed to hit people with closed fists and wrestling yeah, so yeah like yeah. you being a boxer like your main weapon is gone what are you saying to me right now Yeah, so yeah like, yeah all right i guess but you know i like his look i like that he wore that little mask thing over his face yeah yeah I mean, it was didn't make any sense, but it he had a nice look to him, like you know, that's kind of what I felt about him. I was actually
1: more sold on Mister Slater, but that oh, probably yeah. comes from a bias because you know, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it is hard to kind of go back and uh, kind of put like your new ex- your first time experience mm-hmm. goggles on, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I definitely like Slater's promo uh I should say video package as well um it's kind of weird because i think i haven't like looked this up but i'm pretty sure he's the the longest active wrestler from like these original eight uh contestants i think cuz i'm pretty sure like him and daniel bryan are the only uh active wrestlers and then you know daniel bryan obviously took time off but uh from what i'm aware of i don't think he Slater had any long-term injuries to keep him out? So, I think he's been in the game since, like, 2010. You know what I mean?
0: I'm thinking really hard, and I know you're right. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It's it's Heath Slater, like, being the longest active person from this cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, barring any injuries. Like, Heath Slater didn't retire and come back. Exactly. He didn't he's re- gotten hurt and come back.
1: but yeah. So yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like I didn't think he, you know, watching it back then, I didn't think he was actually even going to be on the roster that long. No way. But uh, but there he is, and uh, yeah, he's he's definitely been like the long term kind of cat throughout this whole thing. So it's pretty pretty crazy to see it when you're uh, when you're just watching these episodes again. He's Slater baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what did you think of the match? Uh, yeah, like. Uh, I thought it was pretty, you know, pretty average. But I did like some highlights where, like, Slater hit like this uh, power slam reversal, and then uh, you can obviously, as much as you know, these guys are called rookies, and the 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 captains Christian and Carlito are the pros. You can definitely see like the chemistry between Christian and Carlito are more solid, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, much more polished. Yeah, hey,
0: you know what? Shout out to Heath Slater though. I think. Heath Slater is underrated as like a performer. Like I'm not saying he's like the best wrestler, yeah, or like the best on the mic, but yeah. when he puts it all together, Heath Slater has it. Like he just he's he's complete. Like, you know, you know you're going you know what you're going to get against Heath Slater. You're yeah, in yeah, there yeah. and like he's just solid. He's not going to wow you with like a five-star match or nothing like that, but you know, if it's not a squash like Heath Slater could give you some good matches so it was nice to kind of like see that even back then he was still pretty polished with all his red hair
1: yeah um and then uh yeah like from there they kind of go back and forth and um then I like this kind of like I don't know how to call it what what would you call it but Christian hits like this corner somersault flip pin thing um it's like when he threw um threw him into the corner, then like Chris, Chris. I don't I don't know what it's called, but like I I think that was like the standout to me, and then uh and then the finish was uh, at the time Christian was calling the unprettier the kill switch by yes. his point, um, then he hits the kill switch on Tarver for the win, and uh, yeah, with overall like pretty short match. Um, these uh first few matches were definitely more in the short term. Mhm. Um but yeah, overall, decent match, like also the first time that the uh rookies and pros kind of team up in a well, I mean, in general, this is also the first NXT tag team match ever. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's another a lot of facts are going to go on in this uh, milestones, <laughs> this, this, uh milestone. a Yeah. A lot of milestones are going to come out of this uh this episode. Um So from there, then we go to a small backstage promo kind of transitioning into commercial with the Straight Edge Society (laughs) with uh, Darren Young and a quick cut to uh, David Otunga and R-Truth. And then, uh, yeah, then we come back and it's uh, Darren Young versus uh, David Otunga. uh, And then same thing, we kind of get some... Actually, we don't get a video package for Darren Young. Um, you know, they
0: really did him dirty. Yeah. <laughs> now that I'm
1: sitting back and I'm thinking
0: about this, dude, they gave CM Punk a promo yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of
1: giving Darren Young a video package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to think earlier. I was like, yeah, is it? a package for each guy but no like you're you're right like they didn't even give darren young one like it was pretty much like a punk promo i blame sam punk he's always
0: looking like a sour cry baby <laughs> anyway he's probably saying a little more screen time and
1: went for it himself yeah, yeah yeah um so then um yeah first they come out and then i thought it was pretty funny like that uh run darren young is still definitely just living up the gimmick of the south beach party boy but uh but it's like these guys are teaming or not teaming together but like he's uh his pro and and rookie but then like they're kind of like both in full gimmick where like both um the straight edge society are kind of doing their own entrance as like Darren Young's doing his own entrance Mm -hmm. like the, the whole thing so you know what like that's really cool now that you pointed that
0: out but yeah. since Darren Young didn't get a video package yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody watching that would have got it it's uh, right, like, right. why are they not together but since that's like true. if you say it like that it's a South Beach party boy in a straight edge society like that's yeah. probably now that you pointed out that's probably the best team yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, you know it like you know for the sake of just kind of like an interesting dynamic it's like wow you guys are completely opposite
1: yeah And then, uh, and then after that, then we get, uh, Otunga coming out and he has his own video package. So, um, I'm going to kind of review this later on, but, uh, I definitely really like this, uh, video package. They, you can definitely tell who, at least they were trying to highlight in this episode. Uh, I'm pretty sure like in the future episodes, they're going to highlight more on Justin Gabriel and Wade Barrett. But I think definitely they were trying to put the spotlight on Otunga for this episode. I agree. Yeah. You know, uh, I I keep forgetting
0: that uh, he is or was, I don't know what happened with that, is married to Jennifer Hudson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, he was also a member of I Love New
1: York. Oh, what is that one? It was (laughs) was
0: that reality show where, like, all these, it was like The Bachelor, but reverse, because it was a woman, Uh Uh-huh. and then it was a bunch of, like, Dudes, but it was on like VH1, so it was like it was this ratchet woman from New York, and she really wasn't even that pretty. Like <laughs> shout out to New York for being what she was, and she it was just like a whole bunch of just buff, kind of really dumb dudes. Uh-huh. Not saying that David otonga is dumb because he you know and he went, went to, to law Harvard. school,
1: he went but, to Harvard. Man. Man, come on, man. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, they just had all these muscle bound dudes on it. I think his name was like Punk or something like that, mm. something like real suspect. But nah, man, uh, David Otunga, he, uh, he had the um, reality show treatment first. Yeah. He was almost the second coming of the
1: Miz. Yeah. I'm David Otunga. I'm from Hollywood, California, and I'm going to win NXT. Being from Hollywood makes me a touch above everyone else. People know who I am. You know, David Otunga is a very busy man, my beautiful fiance. Jennifer Hudson, she's busy too, and travels all over the place, and I'm also going to Hollywood parties, the Grammy Awards, been in the pages of People Magazine,
0: you name it. Not to mention, I've been to the White House this year, twice. I don't really have any weaknesses. I'm faster, stronger, nobody has a body like this. Hands down, I'm the best-looking face, looking so smooth and so fresh. Come on, look at this face. The one thing I tell people, is if you don't know me, you should. I am David Otunga the next WWE superstar.
1: Come on, man. Google me. Um, And then at the end of the video package, he says to Google him. So I did that before his show. Um, Unfortunately, I I won't go into the details because, you know, I I don't want to speak well of people's personal lives, but apparently uh, he did uh, kind of separate from Miss Hudson and uh, they're kind of going through some legal battle. But I did also on the same Google search, saw that he was in the recent Medea family funeral movie. Oh, good for you! Uh, Shout out David O'Toole. Yeah, about. and apparently, you yeah, know, he's uh, he got like a pretty good starring. I wouldn't. I don't know if it's a starring role, but he, he definitely got a bigger role in that movie. So wasn't he in one of them um, WWE movies with Halle Berry?
0: Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like that one WWE movie that nobody knew was a WWE. Yeah, movie, yeah. Because yeah,
1: yeah. it had Halle Berry. It's like, where'd you guys get the budget for this? It actually, I from what I remember, it did pretty well too. Like in. Uh, in the box. I mean, not like five stars or anything like that, but it definitely made back the money that it, uh, that it was invested into basically all the money that they paid. Halle Berry. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure that was it. <laughs> 100%. So then, uh, so yeah, then, uh, young and Otunga, this is also the first rookie versus rookie match of the season mm-hmm. and in NXT history, I guess. Um, they kind of go to, uh, Josh Matthews during this match of, uh, mentioning that he was in the original Tough Enough. Michael Cole was trying to get, like, some uh, insight from him on, like, how these competitors were feeling with the butterflies in their stomach and everything. And, uh, yeah, Josh had mentioned that he had... Actually, I didn't really this. He apparently never wrestled in front of the WWE crowd. I guess he was always just, like, on Tough Enough, and then he just moved into the broadcast team right right after that.
0: That's right, yeah, because... Yeah, because... Josh was like the favorite because everybody yeah. was going for Josh, man. And then he didn't win. And it was like, oh, man, what are they going to do with Josh? Yeah. He never wrestled. That little dude with one leg wrestled in front of the
1: crowd, but Josh never did. Oh, uh, yeah. That's... Uh, I forgot about him. <laughs> Zach Gowen. Zach Gowen. that's right. Man. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, so I would say that this was definitely the match where the video packages were longer than the match because... Uh, David Otunga kind of hit, like, this botched spine buster, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, picked up the victory pretty quick. I think overall it was only, like, a 30-second match. But, uh, yeah, I think this is the same thing where, like, with the video package and this kind of, like, squash win, they were definitely trying to uh, make David Otunga, like, the guy for at least this episode anyway.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Nah, I see that because, I mean, I guess if you think about Everybody else who's there, he's the most handsomest
1: Mm -hmm. of
0: everybody else who was kind of there so far. And he's got, like, the best look. And then, yeah, just all that fame. Yeah, you know, like Jennifer Hudson's husband. Yeah. (laughs) yep, Yeah, you know, that was a a snoozer of a match. Yeah. But you know what? This is probably going to be mean, but that match was pretty much exactly what I thought about, like, their whole careers.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of
0: like there and over in an instant in WWE because where's
1: David Otunga now in the pre-show? Yeah, he's pretty much just like a uh, on the commentary team for like any of the pre-shows at this point. Um, he had a brief run I believe it was on SmackDown once they like kind of re- reorganized everybody but then uh, I think either Booker T took his spot and then from there someone else took Booker T's spot so it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, you know he was
0: really starting to uh, come into his own too. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like When he was first on commentary, I didn't think it was a good idea. It was like, yo, what is this? And like, you know, he just started to find his voice, and then they stopped bringing him on. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, dude, that's scandalous.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah, I I feel like a lot of these guys, uh, since, like, all the broadcast teams have been filled up with Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, that they kind of just put these guys in, like, these pre-shows nowadays. So you got him, Booker T, Lawler, and uh, Shawn Michaels always doing, like, these pre-show broadcast. Yeah. Town. I mean,
0: that makes sense for guys like Booker and Sean, like Sean will probably do it whenever he's in town and Booker, you know, he's got his own wrestling thing. So he probably didn't want to like travel around as a commentator all the time. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And for Otunga, who knows what he's doing? Like maybe he's lawyering or something
1: like that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he's still buff. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, so from there, uh, we go to the third commercial break and, uh, before that, we kind of get like a um, a recap of the first segment with, with Daniel Bryan. And then once we come back from commercial break, there's a Raw recap. I totally forgot about these, uh, these things because, you know, we don't really get these on current NXT programming anymore. So uh, I had totally forgotten about the Raw recaps. And I had totally forgotten about this uh, feud that they were kind of highlighting with Batista and John Cena. Uh, did you even remember that they had a WrestleMania match together? No, I did not <laughs> until I saw
0: this, and I was like, "What?
1: When did that happen?"
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't ready for how long the Raw recap was. Right. <laughs> like I thought it was just like, "Here's your Raw recap," and yeah, it showed yeah, yeah. like a couple slides and get back to it. But it was like a full like segment that they it were going to air next week on Raw, like.
1: It was, it was definitely that because like they did that and then they kind of went to the next segment. And then after that, they went to like another commercial break, like right off the bat. So like, yeah,
0: like that was definitely what that was. Like they even threw a ringtone download.
1: Oh like, yeah. Advertisement
0: right. in there. And that really caught my attention. <laughs> really caught my attention.
1: Yeah. Cause, uh, yeah. After that, then we had, uh, Chris Jericho come out with, uh, Wade Barrett and, um, pretty much. Yeah. Like they just kind of walked out because, because of that Raw recap, they kind of just, like, took all the segment time. But, yeah, I I had totally forgotten about Chris Jericho's uh, gimmick at this time where he was kind of, like, that serious kind of uh, suit-and-tie Oh, I love this Chris Jericho yeah, yeah, yeah. when he's the best wrestler in the world. And uh, he just had won the world title, too, apparently. like Because um, I was watching the ECW before, and he didn't have it. Have it then, and then he just like had won it. Uh, I'll put a plug in on like who he actually beat. I can't think of right now, but uh, yeah, he kind of just became the world champion at this point. Let's just say Shawn Michaels. Let's just say Shawn Michaels. (laughs) WWE presents the Elimination
0: Chamber. I believe the end is near for Jericho. Oh no, 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 Shawn Michaels! Oh my God! Shawn Michaels! Sweet chin music. There's no disqualifications. Sweet chin music. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is the new, the new world champion. He's going to WrestleMania. This is unbelievable. Shawn Michaels has just cost the Undertaker the world championship.
1: Uh, so yeah, then we have um, Jericho and Barrett in the ring. Um, Unfortunately, Savannah does not introduce Chris Jericho. Jericho wants Wade Barrett to Mm -hmm. uh, do the introductions. Um, From there, Barrett kind of uh, goes for himself, I guess, and just kind of, like, puts himself over while trying to introduce Jericho. And then Jericho just kind of cuts him off, saying, like, I just want you to introduce me. (laughs) Uh, So uh, from what I read previously i think this was like a shoot because like at that point (laughs) they did kind of just make all the rookies just uh just say their own kind of uh their own words where like there was no script written so at that point like they were they were told that um to really just be as blunt as possible and then i think jericho really just wanted him to introduce him as opposed to like put himself over Mm, Yeah. yeah um Mm, bad news. <laughs> bad news for him. Bad news. Uh, but yeah, I I just thought this was really cool. Jericho is the master of like just these facial expressions. Just like this whole time as Barrett is uh, giving him his introduction, like he's just stone faced and just like really just being like that asshole Jericho kind of. He's <laughs> such a character. I love yeah, that yeah, guy yeah. so much. <laughs> like,
0: literally, my favorite wrestler ever is Chris Jericho. Yeah, and I will go down my grave saying that. Jesus.
1: <laughs> uh, from there, then the Miz and Daniel Bryan come out. Of course, they're kind of continuing the uh, the feud there, where like Daniel Bryan walks right in front of the Miz and just kind of takes the spotlight for himself. Um, and then, then they add they add the uh, Snickers kind of sponsor spot, which is always weird to me. Like how I normally thought they would like remove these from the network, but mm-hmm. then they kind of just like showcase the the sponsor but they kind of remove the catchphrase of that sponsor so you have like this dead air as like the logo is just spinning and then like there's no commentary or anything like that um, I don't know why they do that but <laughs> you know I don't know either I,
0: I got nothing
1: <laughs> yeah it's just uh, it just felt weird because like when you watch it live like obviously they'll say all their catchphrase for like the sponsors but here it's just like they just say Snickers and then like it's just dead air at that point.
0: (laughs) Sometimes you think that in this era of technology, we don't have stupid things like that. Yeah. You know, mankind never ceases to let you down in that aspect.
1: (laughs) Uh, And then from there, yeah, then we go to the fifth and final commercial break. Um, Then we come back and the actual main event starts. Um, Then this is also now the first rookie versus pro matchup uh, with, jericho facing uh, daniel Bryan. Mm. um the first thing that i noticed is yeah like as this match starts like the commentary team just kind of like it felt like they kind of turned like a green light on as like they were like finally awake where um,
0: oh yeah they they had to do commentary at this point. yeah
1: because <laughs> at this point then you have uh michael cole like really i don't know if this is where like heel michael cole started because uh This is definitely where he started getting on Daniel Bryan of uh, just, like, calling him, like, the internet darling and all that stuff uh, that he would go on throughout the season. But I wasn't sure if, like, this heel gimmick had started just on this episode or if he was already a heel commentator on Raw. I can't remember. Is is this before he wrestled? Yes, this is definitely before he wrestled. um, Because I think this is where, like, he started getting over as a heel on nxt Mm. and then i think it led into raw and then it led into the whole anonymous general manager stuff that uh that he started doing but um i can't remember if this was like the inception of like his heel kind of Mm. like gimmick at this point but i look that up yeah Um, but yeah pretty much uh josh kind of plays both sides he kind of praises daniel bryan and kind of saying that he's been wrestling all over the world and just kind of uh Saying that he's been doing it for a long time, while uh, Michael Cole was like kind of burying him Mm -hmm. the opposite way, just saying like I've never heard of him before and blah 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 blah. Um, And then they kind of go to Matt Stryker um, and do a ringside interview with Wade Barrett, and then kind of same thing. Matt Matt Stryker kind of uh, asks him like What are you learning uh, from your from your uh, pro? And then he starts saying something else, and then uh, Stryker kind of cuts him off again saying, like, no, what are you actually learning from him? And then, so, I find it kind of interesting that, like, they have Matt Stryker kind of just, like, really just, like, kind of bully, like, the the rookies in this uh, in this season. Yeah, it's pretty awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. What well,
0: can't we just have somebody
1: who's kind of impartial? A lot of hate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, yeah, like... Uh, these guys kind of go back and forth, and then after a while, then the Daniel Bryan does his like trademarks, uh, summers corner somersault mm-hmm. flip, and then finally at that point, Michael Cole does give him some praise, saying like, okay, that that was pretty cool and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually we get to like the famous spot that they, uh, infamous spot, I, I should say, that um, they kind of replay throughout NXT history, where Daniel Bryan goes for a suicide dive. And then uh, Jericho reverses him into the announcers table, mm-hmm. and uh, it looked pretty brutal. And then um, afterwards, the camera kind of does like a close up on uh, Daniel Bryan's back, and it was already like starting to bruise at mm-hmm. that point. Which yeah, uh, well, it was. Uh, it reminded me of uh, when um, recently when Charlotte was recently like battered by Becky Lynch with like the what's it called? The um the kendo, sticks. the kendo sticks and that uh she had just like these huge like bruises Bruises and, and welts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's always a good it's like what well, that was when uh, um who chopped
1: Daniel Bryan and broke oh, his chest. Roddy. Roddy, yeah. In a yeah, yeah, rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Tore that fool up.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's a it's a cool visual and like but yeah, it's a probably the spot of the night in my opinion. Just mm-hmm. like um, catching everyone off guard and highlighting that bruise. Definitely. Yeah, they went at it. The bruises is good because like it's bruises will heal.
0: Yeah. It's not like they're still blading it's like, oh no, he's oh, yeah, bleeding. Yeah. And that's like I guess the
1: equivalent to that would be like bruises. Like, ooh, look at this chest. Oh my god. Yeah. I totally agree. Um from there, uh they kind of do some pretty cool counters. Uh Jericho Catches him for the the Walls of Jericho, and then ben, Daniel Bryan reverses it into his own submission. I don't really know what this was called. It's where he kind of had him in like a half Boston Crab, but it wasn't. He was, was kind of like on his side. I think it might have been a heel hook. Oh right, Is it, he's yeah. using that currently, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah no, that was that was that heel hook. Okay, yeah. Um, and then from there, uh, I totally forgot that Jericho was already hitting Code Breakers back then. I thought this was more of like a. Um, mid 2000 uh 2010 thing but he was already hitting like oh yeah dude i think uh once um
0: once he got that haircut and he started wearing the trunks
1: yeah oh yeah he was code breaking oh okay yeah he started
0: to go through like a like a lot of finishers at one point like he started using like the sleeper uh sleeper hold slam yeah i think he might have been using the uh either the um the Miz's finisher,
1: oh, yeah. or like
0: a front rushing leg sweep. He's the Jericho bounced around from a bunch of stuff.
1: Yeah, um, and then from there, um, they kind of do a quick throwaway to a throwaway shot to the rookies backstage, just kind of watching the match. Mm-hmm. And um, Jericho finally does catch uh, Brian in a lion tamer, even though that they called it the mm-hmm. walls of Jericho. Um, we all knew that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Once you get that knee
0: <laughs> on the back of the head, he's. Damn, that, yeah, I mean, once you... We should, like, just code name it as, like, the Colin Kaepernick because yeah. he's down on one knee on him. So that's, <laughs> that's just what that one is.
1: Yeah. Uh, so he does a tap out there and uh match ends. I always thought this match was longer when I first watched it. I think it may have been just because they had so many commercial breaks before that. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, the match was longer in my head, but um, apparently it was only, like, a five, five and a half minute match. Um... Then afterwards, then the Miz jumps in the ring and starts attacking Brian after the match. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, pretty much kind of nailing nailing in the head that um, that these two are are definitely going to be butting heads throughout the whole season. Um, then we throw away to um, the last backstage promo with Striker kind of just with the other six rookies. I don't remember what he actually said, but I think it was just more of a kind of spot to just let you know that everyone else still exists <laughs> yes it's like oh, i know you just took in a whole lot of stuff but don't forget about these guys yeah <laughs> uh and then from there we get the last segment which is pretty much just like a video recap of the stuff that happened tonight mm-hmm. um i don't know if they keep doing these but it felt kind of weird that like okay i just it wasn't a wrestlemania that i needed to be recapped about the whole episode you know what I mean no I really didn't <laughs>
0: like if anything I need those at the end of Raw yeah now yeah
1: <laughs> yeah, now it makes sense but uh for a 44 minute show that I just watched through I don't really need a recap at this point not at all <laughs> um but yeah that was uh that was it that was pretty much the end of the show and uh the first uh, episode of NXT which is you know the NXT that we are definitely not used to now but it was um it was interesting what did you uh what do you think overall of the, of the show
0: i can see why i didn't watch it when it first ran right right knowing what i know now and just having the hindsight like i'm very invested Like, yeah. oh i want to see where this is going to play out but i can see where in like if if this was a pilot episode nowadays, yeah, the season's canceled.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure.
0: But, like, I mean, I... You know, it wasn't bad. Like, yeah. you know, watching it, it was a pretty easy watch. Like, it got straight to it. Yeah. But, yeah, there are certain areas that they could have, like, capitalized on and made kind of more apparent, like, with the Straight-Edge Society and the South Beach Party Boy. And then, you know... M- Cause from what it looked like, it looked like you were just burying Darren Young yeah, yeah, yeah. from the jump. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know if that was the intention, but that's how it came off to me. Mm-hmm. But there was there was a lot of stories being told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it was actually not a bad show
1: at all. Yeah, I I definitely agree. Like, um, I guess what we um, will start doing with this uh, this podcast is we'll kind of review like each of our distinct categories um i kind of wanted to uh start off with the uh the commentary um i would kind of out of a, out of a score from one to five i would say that the commentary had a three i think overall i did uh, enjoy it but um i think kind of like what i mentioned earlier like i don't think they really put a big aspect of um what the actual competition mm-hmm. is um, they definitely put over like the stories and everything, but, uh, yeah, if I was just a casual fan, I would be very confused with like what the actual concept of the show is mm-hmm. and like how this is a competition. Uh, cause for me, it just felt like a buddy system at this point where like, we'll team you up with this guy and make a weird oddball pairing. But uh, other than that, I don't know like any of the rules, like, cause when you think of other reality shows, like, um. Some reality shows, like, right off the bat, kind of, like, do the elimination process, like, right off the bat. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, just to let you know that this is what you have to look forward to yeah, yeah, yeah. in this show. Yeah. Elimination stuff. Boom. Yeah. This is what we're doing. They never really, like, set what the winner gets, right? Exactly. So yeah, have... that's what I'm saying.
1: Like, uh, Or how you win. Like, yeah. I had to rewatch the first segment with The Miz at the top of the hour to make sure, like, if I didn't miss it or anything like that. But, yeah, they didn't really emphasize, like, what they win. They kind of just did this kind of half-ass half answer of, like, saying, like, one dream will be fulfilled, but, like, how do like, we get to... what is that? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Are we assuming that everybody wants a main event WrestleMania? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is
0: that even going to happen? Yeah, yeah.
1: We don't know. Yeah. At the time, we definitely didn't know, so... <laughs> Not at all. Uh, what, what would you give commentary for tonight? I also went with three.
0: Okay. I didn't think it was bad, but it wasn't, like, you know stellar but given what they had to work with like you know there wasn't really much to comment on like in the ring yeah up until the last match but you know they could have done a way better job at like kind of illustrating certain things to the viewer yeah like imagine have being in that crowd yeah watching that show oh
1: yeah what the hell (laughs) i'm pretty sure it was just intrigue at that point you know like they probably emphasize like, I'm pretty sure this was also after SmackDown. Definitely. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure they kind of intrigued them, saying, like, oh, catch the world premiere of this new uh, competition show, uh, and you'll see some of your favorite stars, like Jer- Jericho mm-hmm. and Christian. World champion Jericho. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm super- yeah.
1: But I, I'm, as you mentioned earlier, like, yeah, if I am not seeing, like, these promo packages with... Uh, with punk, I would definitely be confused of like what is yeah, going like, on. What is what are you giving me? But yeah, no, that's that's a three. Yeah. Um, then let's go to our matches. Overall, I'm going to give the matches tonight a two. Um, obviously, I can't. We kind of went over this, but all these matches were pretty short. Um, I'm doing an interesting thing where I'm kind of keeping track of like all the different stats as we go along, just to nice. kind of see like how things develop as, like, NXT grows as well. Nice. Um, out of the 44-minute show format that they had for this season, uh, there was literally 10 minutes of action in this thing. So there was literally only 24% wrestling throughout this show. Which... And
0: that's even crazier if you go back up to commentary. So you mean to tell me most of the show wasn't even in the ring and yeah. you didn't tell me enough about it? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Matches, I went... One. Oh, okay. Because um, I just really didn't like what I saw. Yeah. Outside of like Chris Jericho and Daniel Bryan, but like I don't think that one was fair because you knew it was going to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even like, yeah, you just knew it was going to be good if you had any like knowledge of just like where you know Daniel Bryan came from and yeah. what he'd been doing, and then Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho. Yeah. But like the other matches were were rough.
1: Yeah, I I definitely agree. I was on the fence of if I should get it a one or a two, but I gave it two just because of like the last match. Uh, And then I definitely uh, as we go along, we're going to like start doing these shows in a month format where we'll cover like all the shows that happen in a month Mm -hmm. of uh, NXT programming. But um, for for me, definitely the match of the night would have to be uh, Daniel Bryan versus Jericho by default. Definitely. Um, But, uh, hopefully in these next few podcast episodes, um, we'll be able to flesh out from like four to five episodes of like, which one is actually the match of, uh, the, the, the best match out of those groups. Um, so next we have, uh, production. I actually gave production a high number just because it was the pilot and uh, debut episode. Uh, I was going to give it a three originally, but I gave it a four just because like this was, uh. This was the first episode, so, like, the production guys definitely, like, went uh, the extra mile, I feel. I think they were probably the MVP of, like, this whole (laughs) show where, like, they worked on really good video packages. They kind of did, like, a new uh, production style compared to Raw and SmackDown. Mm -hmm. Um, They went and established, like, yellow being, like, the trademark color that NXT has up to now, pretty Mm -hmm. much. Gold, gold. Now you're right. Yeah, yeah. black and gold <laughs> black and brand. Gold. Uh, you know what? I went for too. Oh yeah. Okay. I
0: did. I uh like kind of what you said. Like you know, since you knew it was kind of recorded or done after SmackDown and all that stuff. So like just kind of watching it, and they had the big screens for everything. And the Titantron was huge. I was like, whoa. Was yeah, 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 So much going on. And, yeah, you know, yeah. Still this thing called pyro back then. Yeah,
1: <laughs> what is that? People. That's, oh, <laughs> man.
0: but no yeah i i thought the production was really good
1: yeah um definitely like definitely brought their a game i feel and like um hopefully they i can't remember the rest of the season but uh hopefully they do keep it up at that point (laughs) i for sure don't know
0: i i I tuned in at
1: some point back in the day but
0: like this i can't wait until like episode four when i get invested and I start to forget that I'm supposed to be watching this retroactively. I'm just like, oh, he's Slater. No, you didn't. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, we're definitely in for a wild ride as we go along. <laughs> uh, and then the last category of course, is putting the E and WWE with entertainment overall. Um, I would give it a four because um, like how you mentioned earlier, I think this was like a really easy watch. Um, I think it was, a combination of everything where it was curiosity factor it was also just like the, the fact that it was something new that, um, that no one had seen before and like, just intrigued of like what the concept was going to be. And then at the same time, just like um, just overall, like, yeah, like the, the pacing of the show definitely like there was definitely the stories being told and uh, just like everyone was kind of, you know, I think the good thing compared to like how tough enough was where tough enough did legitly bring on people who didn't have any wrestling experience or very little wrestling Mm -hmm. experience. um, As opposed to these guys are pretty much people from FCW. Mm -hmm. So they have already been through like the system, the development system and now just being exposed to a TV audience. So at this point, like these guys have definitely like have had some experience where they can um, live like the, the their gimmicks better, and that they uh, they're definitely sticking to it, and uh, pretty much overall didn't break any kayfabe from what I from what I saw.
0: Yeah, no, like I I like the idea. I like the idea of the seeds are planted of like developmental. Yeah, right then and there, and then like tough enough people who were in tough enough. I feel bad for them because it's like the beast of the WWE is not friendly enough to just. Bring in your yeah. average schmuck off the street and just be like, Oh, uh, you won this competition. Now nah, you're on TV. We travel three hundred days a year. Yeah. Let's yeah, do yeah. it. Are you ready? And it's like, dude, no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like with at least with NXT, it's like, all right, you know, you've kind of been in our system for a little bit. Yeah. Now let's take that extra jump so you really understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it it you can see the seeds of like, okay, you know what? We do have a developmental system. Let's stop making it a secret. Yeah. Like OVW is pretty much a secret back in the day it was like what you can't see none of that footage oh yeah like that it's all grainy it looks like it's recorded on somebody's
1: (laughs) like I don't know like you know like recorder with VHS yeah even the old FCW like tapings like there was barely anyone in that crowd which is kind of crazy when you think about it I know like if you
0: think about what FCW was and what NXT is I don't even understand how they made that jump like that yeah like what I mean, it was
1: almost the same thing. You just rebranded it and moved it. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I think it was interesting. I, I wonder how they... What about, like, the, the picking process, too, of just, like, picking these eight guys to be the first ones? Because I think... Yeah, they still definitely had, like, a couple of guys in FCW that they could have brought up. I mean, eventually, they all did with the future seasons of NXT, mm-hmm. but... Uh, but, yeah,
0: like, these first eight, it's like, what about... I mean... There are they really that diverse? You, yeah, I mean they are because then you got like what David Otunga straight off of like reality TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wade Barrett straight out of a different continent. Yeah. Uh, your indie darling and Daniel Bryan. Your big buff black guy. Your big buff white guy. <laughs> um, your high flyer and Gabriel, and then kind of your.
1: I want to say your personality guy in Heath Slater. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And plus, uh, he wasn't really rocking the whole one-man band gimmick yet, but yeah, pretty nah. much he was like, the seeds were planted. Yeah, you point.
0: saw that he was a one-man band. Yeah. yeah. He just didn't say it yet. Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> Darren Young. I mean, they were definitely trying to get the party gimmick over, but I didn't. I didn't yeah. feel like I was
0: partying with him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I just, you know what, and this was when he looked most like John Cena. I just don't understand how that man, how these two men looked like each other in
1: different colors. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, definitely, like, Barrett, even though he didn't wrestle, definitely felt like the most established dude from, like, the pack, I think. Just, like, the overall, like, Yeah, the way he carried himself. Yeah, like,
0: yeah. you know, he I think he might have been the tallest one. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was a very interesting mix. I, I, you know, like we're saying, like I don't know how they got to it, but there's a lot of diversity in that
1: group, so it was like, well, oh, okay, yeah. Definitely. Let's see what
0: happens with these guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, uh, the combined score between the the two of us, um, yeah, pretty much. It was uh, an average of like our 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 scores combined, and so we give this show pretty much a solid 3.0. Yeah. I think, I think that sounds about right. Just when you think about like the, the conception of the show being the first show, but at the same time, like delivering below average wrestling. um, I think that makes sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like the production
0: was good. The matches, maybe not so much, but there was still at least one that was good. Yeah. I mean, it was still short, but, you know, it was like if you were to take an episode of Raw yeah. and make it 45 minutes, mm. you would have, like, the same kind of, like, format. You'd probably have, like, three matches. Two of them would be ass. One of them would be great. And then you'd have a whole bunch of talking.
1: Yeah, it actually did... Now that you said it, it does kind of remind me of the old-school Raw when it was just, like, the hour format. Oh, man. Of, uh, yeah, just kind of squeezing in a bunch of, like, squash matches and really just leaving room for, like, one five- to seven-minute match for, for some of, like, the main eventers at that point.
0: Man, you know what? That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: Wow. Like, if you really just sit back and think back about what Monday Night Raw was. I mean, I know we're talking about NXT, but I'm going to go on a tangent just for a little bit. Yeah. Think about what Monday Night Raw was. You had, like, an hour. And then you got, what, two, three matches. Yeah. At least now, in three hours of Raw, I get
1: three, four matches. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, let's just be grateful for what we had. That's true. Uh, Yeah, I can't. We can't disagree with that. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think um kind of just putting it side by side from what they originally went away from with ECW, Mm -hmm. um, the structure of the show is of course very different where like they're really emphasizing the competition side of it. Um but yeah, I I still enjoy the aspect of like what they're trying to do is eventually pretty much their whole idea is just to get this F C W like talent over, pretty Mm -hmm. much. Uh so I think this did a really good job of just, like, initially introducing you to these characters and then uh, throughout the season just kind of, like, giving the other guys uh, the equal amount of spotlight and then seeing how it went from there. You know,
0: I think some of these guys were sacrificial lambs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some of them were, like, there's something we see it with you. We just need to get it out. So let's get you in front of TV without throwing you on TV too early. Right, right. And then, you know, you could tell, like, you can't really tell from the beginning who it was, but it just kind of started to, everybody started to weed themselves out. Right, right, right. Who's really good, like, on the microphone or who's better in the ring? It's like, it was, I, I know it was like a scripted show. Yeah. But you can see the competition aspects in it because some people were just way better at certain things than others. So it's like it, they were competing with each other, but indirectly competing with each other because they were competing in a different kind of way.
1: Yeah. 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 When you like kind of compare it to tough enough, it's, it's two different aspects where like, you have actually actual like trained talent versus people who don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm.
0: Like tough enough. We were watching them learn how to wrestle. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And, in retrospect, that's agonizing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see why they decided to go more with this format. Yeah. I, I think, I, I can't remember, I should have looked it up, but I think this is, uh, I think they did either another season of Tough Enough or two seasons of Tough Enough after this episode of NXT debuted. Um, but I think that's when they kind of went into a different direction where, like, they took people with experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. They did the one and that big dude... Uh, I forget his name. I, uh, Andy, I think, his name. Was yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Ooh, they might have did a couple after that. Yeah, yeah. It was like... Because there was a Steve Austin one. Mm-hmm. And then there was the one that... Um, Jericho. Jericho. And then... Hulk Hogan? Yeah, yeah. I think that was the one with, with Dream in it, I think. Velveteen Dream. Uh, that was definitely the last tough enough one but I can't remember if there was like two or three but I think there were three cuz who won that one or uh yeah that I... was the
0: Sarah and the big black dude. Oh right right yeah cuz yeah. Sarah ended up marrying Wesley Blake. Really? Yeah, she married Wesley Blake, they had a kid, and she retired. Oh. Um and then the big dude got released and he came back as like a security guard in another in another segment like last year oh wow super random (laughs) what is this uh let's see and then the one before that was yeah because sarah beat mandy rose oh right 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 uh and then there was the other season with the bigger white guy and (sighs) who was the person opposing or like the the girl or something like that. But it was like a big white dude and he like faded out real quick.
1: Mm. Sad. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh any last thoughts on this very first milestone episode of NXT? Uh, you know, I'm invested. Okay. <laughs> they got me
0: in that first episode. It was enough. I'm, you know, I, I'm looking forward to all of it just to kind of look at everything all over again. Yeah. Like, I'm even looking forward to the Raw Recap. Yeah. I want to see what was going on at that time and just be like, wow.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I totally agree. I think um, just kind of like going back in history, I'm really glad that we're doing this podcast in general because um, a lot of these early season style versions of NXT were were really interesting. I think from what I remember, this was the most uh, – The season was where they kind of respected the format still mm. a, bit, a bit more. And then I think it went into more of the wackier, sillier side as we went along. But um, I remember some of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm glad that we're covering at least these first ones to kind of get a reminder of like how it was when they still gave it like respect, and then this is
0: the best one, I think. Yeah, so man. you know, it's it, it's only right that this starts the journey through all of
1: NXT. Exactly. I totally agree. For the next episode, um there's gonna be the debut of the other two pros and uh the main event for next week is Hardy and Gabriel versus Skip and Regal. Are you looking forward to that one?
0: I am actually really looking forward to to really to see that like that dichotomy between the two who are probably the two high flyer guys and then um a really buff guy and William Regal.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, like I think I think you're right. I, I didn't even think about like that combination of uh of those two pretty much these next few episodes kind of feel like this first one where like there's just a lot of wrestling without the competition part of it yet um they actually finally do the first pro poll um at the end of the month so that's where they we kind of get reinvested into the whole uh competition side of it but
0: uh i I think of it as more of like a reminder that this is a competition yeah hey you gotta
1: vote for something what i i feel like they uh kind of initially just went with the idea but then backstage didn't really like flesh out what the details were going to be with this format yeah it might
0: have just been one of those like all right we're gonna do this show right yeah and it's gonna be a competition (laughs) pros and rookies but the rookies are from FCW yeah okay cool how do they (laughs) and and then they were just like do it and they just you know what maybe like the idea was thought up by McMahon or whoever and then the execution
1: was run by just producers right right it definitely feels like yeah like okay here's his idea and this is what he just wants overall but like how are we how are we actually gonna get there kind of a thing you know it was like here's three yeah uh
0: get one and two make it add together or get three ones I don't know figure it out and Yeah, he just yeah. walked away with, with the McMahon strut at that yeah you can just picture him just like you know swinging his shoulders and <laughs> just walking by
1: alright well thanks again uh, everyone for checking us out uh, on our first episode um this has been a blast and I, I had fun definitely just like going back and watching this um uh, right now we're still kind of getting everything set up for the show, so, uh, by the time you hear this, we'll have, like, all of our social media plugs in for, uh, for the show if you want to follow us there. Um, just look at our bio at this point, and then you'll see links to our social media. Um, but I first want to give, uh, a plug and shout out to, uh, our parent company, which is Grow Canvas Grow. Um. Uh, Definitely, without them, we wouldn't be able to kind of just like start up this podcast in the first place, and just kind of, uh, you know, just on the production level, just to get everything ready for for this podcast. For sure, our production gets five. Oh yeah, definitely <laughs> five for
0: production. <laughs> Every episode. Every episode. <laughs> Commentary and production and
1: entertainment five. <laughs> we get zeros for matches though. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, if, uh, if you can do us a favor and follow us on Instagram at our handle at Creole Campus Grove, or you can check out the website at CreoleCampusGrove.com for the latest updates there. Um, you have any shout outs or plugs you want to do? Shout out to, uh, the competitor news on Instagram. I like them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, um. Yeah, so thanks again, everyone. Uh, this is Notorious Nando and uh, Hacksaw Slim Thuggin. Oh, damn. There we go. Uh, thanks again, and check us out on the next episode. Have, have a good one. Uh.